Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. I'm sorry it's taken me so long to get back to recording again. Another delay, lots of things going on in my life. and So I wanted to get back to the story that I had started, try to get this thing finished up in the next two episodes, and then we'll go back to short stories, which I believe is really more the fan favorite. And to be honest, this story started off on fire off my pencil and on paper, uh, but then I slowed down as I got busy and I just didn't focus uh Things weren't there. So the chapter I tell you today is partly already written and partly I'm going to tell as I talk. And that's really where my stories started, was just making them up on the fly. So we'll see how this story goes today, the third chapter in the quest for the freshwater mermaid. Lunar and Tatum navigated the markets and alleys in the town of the marina. They were not trying to draw attention to themselves. A little tough to do when you're a visitor on an island that is a decreased population. Many townsfolk were eyeing them and talking to others as they passed by in the streets. We need to ask somebody if they've seen Nolvar. Just looking around here is not going to work, said Lunar. We might tip them off if we're asking too many questions and tell them who we're looking for, responded Tatum. While our current strategy does not seem to be working, let's ask if someone has anyone has moved to the island recently without naming names. So they began asking folks without much luck. So they decided to head out of town. As they walked a bit, Tatum told Lunar to stop. I think someone is following us. Keep walking, Lunar said quietly. We need to spot them first. They walked a bit. For Lunar turned quickly and started running toward a half-built building. Tata followed but broke off to the back side of the building as they got closer. This allowed them to block out the only two ways in and out. Lunar grabbed the person from behind and turned him around. The man wore a cloak, which Lunar tore off. Nolvar? Lunar said in amazement. Yes. It seems I found you before you found me. Why are you following us, Tatum said, as he made it to them. You could say I need your help. Help? Why would we ever help someone who brought so much pain to our homeland? I know it's hard to believe, but I did not do those things. Why would you run then, Lunar asked. Because I was never going to get a fair trial. It had already been decided I was going to be the scapegoat. This is unbelievable. You think we would believe this? We are here to bring you back, not let you be free. I'm fine going back, but you have to give me a fair trial. Your brother Janus will never give me that. But you could change that, Lunar. I suppose if that gets you to come back with us without a fight, maybe I will. What I do not understand is why you were being sneaky and following us. If you wanted our help, why not just come right up to us? Well, I wanted to watch you a bit to see if you appeared to be violent toward me. I was eventually going to come to you. I'm not sure I'm buying this, but your fate will be decided when we return. Let's get back to the ship. We'll wait to leave at daylight. As they walked back, Tatum asked a lot of questions 
about why Nolar came to this island. He said he hoped he could start a new life here. Once he saw that Tatum and Luna arrived, he knew that Janice would not stop searching for him. The discussion ended as they arrived in the ship. Lunar assigned one of the crew members to be responsible for watching over Novar. He was a prisoner, even if a Wilford prisoner. Lunar said goodnight to Tatum and went to the bow of the ship. He looked out over the moonlight scattered across the water. Splash! She's out there. Hello? He yelled. Another splash came about, a bit closer. Without much thought, Lunar took off his shirt and dove off the ship into the water. He swam towards where he thought he had heard the splashes. After a bit, he stopped and tried to listen. A moment later, he felt a wave of water underneath him. Then he felt the rush of water coming upward towards him, and out of the water was the mermaid. A beautiful female face with brunette hair stared back at him. I found you! You are real! She just stared at him for a few moments. He stared back. Then he started to speak again. I can't believe it's that mermaid. You're here, in the flesh. I gotta see your tail. And he dove down into the water, but he couldn't see much as the darkness of the night and the dark water has made it difficult to see. And he popped back up out of the water. How? How are... How are you here? How is this real? She continued to stare at him. What's your name? Can can you come back to the boat with me? No, she finally said. I cannot. It is already risky enough that you've seen me face to face. I haven't been as cautious as I should have been, which is why you spotted me off the cliff that one day. And since you saw me, you were bound to chase after me and find me. You saw me in the cliffs? I thought I was hidden pretty well. I mean, I wasn't looking for you, but I spotted you. I know. And that's why I'm willing to meet with you. One, to have you maybe stop searching for me. And two, because you didn't come after me with an army of humans, as many men have before. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, I just, I wanted to really know that you were real, and it wasn't just my imagination. I had to find you, and now that I've found you, oh, you're so beautiful, you're so amazing, but why can't I show you to anyone else, just, just one person? No, that can't be. The only way for you to see me is to come alone. In the future, you will have time to see me, but you're always to be alone. That's why you've spotted me tonight. That's why I've allowed you to find me, because I am much faster than you in the water, and I could have gone away very quickly. But I'd like to stay around here for a little while. Why is that? Why are you here at Shorb? Is this a home for you? Not a home. I'm traveling, but trying to take in all the new areas that I'm exploring. Have you always been in the freshwater, or you been in the sea? Well, mostly freshwater. This is where I like it the most. But I was born in the sea, and decided to come here instead. There's not many of us left in the sea, and I wanted to see something different anyway. Lunar was treading water for quite a while. He didn't realize it, but he was starting to get tired. 
starting to wear down. Well, how can I see you again? Where can I meet you? How is that possible? I know you're headed back tomorrow to your homeland. I will follow you there. And then I want you to meet me off those off the shore of where you found me the first time. But this time, come to the beach. Come alone, and we can talk there. And then I will probably go on my way. Okay, I will do that. Thank you for meeting with me. And thank you for letting me realize that my, my mind is not going like so many think is happening to me. You are welcome. I must go now, but I will help you get back because I see you're struggling in the water. Oh yeah, I, I guess I am. Oh, yeah, pretty tired. Yeah, if you could help me along a little bit, I'm sure I can swim back to shore from there. Certainly. And so she did. She grabbed him, threw him on top of her back, and he held on tight as he took an amazing ride close into shore where she dropped him off. And he looked back as she swam away and he slowly made his way back to the docks and out of the ship and into bed where he couldn't stop thinking about the mermaid. And he was excited that he would get to see her at least one more time. The next morning, they woke up. Tatum asked where Lunar was last night. He said he went to check in on the bow and he wasn't there. Yeah, I decided to head in early last night. I was tired from our walk yesterday. I'm ready to take Nolvar back today, though. Is the crew ready? They are all set. Then let's head out and make our way back home. Yes, indeed, said Lunar. The ship set sail, and they were back on the water, although Lunar was thinking more about the mermaid than he was about Nolvar and what his brother may or may not do to him. This concludes Chapter 3 of The Quest for the Freshwater Mermaid. If you enjoyed this story or any of our other stories on the podcast, please leave a review and share your experience for others to see. Or share the podcast with friends and family that you believe will enjoy this podcast. This podcast features the song A Dinner and a Rabbit by Mute Stare. Available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License. We hope you enjoyed this episode from the Stories from the Woods podcast. And as always, continue to listen to our next episode.